This is a shock podcast. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that wishes we were rich enough to breach financial fair play. <laughs> There's three guesses about what this episode is going to be about. Okay, um, today we have a full house minus one. Uh, introducing Nicholas John. Hello, hello. Um, he is full of fair play, and also Mizal Male. And I'm not full of fair play, but he's full of it. I am Faisal America, and I'm full of. Uh, that thing that uh, I do in the mornings. Kami <laughs> uh, Kamil isn't here. Uh, he got sent off for choking a Crystal Palace player. Now, uh, let's talk about the story that just broke, guys. Uh, the Premier League has charged Man City with over 100 financial fair play violations over a period from, I think, uh, 2009 to 2019. Uh, Mizel wasn't even born when it started. <laughs> uh, among other things, um, City are accused of misreporting the financial reports to the league, uh, pretty much cooking up their books, I guess, not disclosing the full salary of their then-manager, Roberto Mancini. Uh, apparently, he was earning much more more than what was declared. Uh, also, that City have not fully cooperated with the EPL's probe, and the City are accused of also not complying with UEFA's uh, FFP rules over a five-year period. How much trouble are they in, guys? And uh, what are the possible penalties uh, that you can see? Well, they already said that um, City could have their points deducted if 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 they are deemed as guilty. <laughs> we 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 can't say that they're guilty now. It's it's nothing has been proven, right? Yeah. But that's the thing. A lot of it has been proven before by UEFA, right? Yes, and then they appealed it, and then it whatever like punishment. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so with the UEFA, thing, what happened was um, UEFA banned City for uh, from European competitions. They appealed to the Court of Arbitration for Sports. Um, they were fined for not fully cooperating, mm. uh, but everything else was dropped. I think it's because uh, of statute of limitations or something like that. Yeah, so it wasn't a case of them being not guilty. They were just, yeah, like you said, a technicality. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to see a lot more. Uh, these guys are doing it because they're racist against the rich Arab owners. <laughs> yeah, but uh, look, I think Mimsal was running through what the potential uh, penalties could be, right? You know, he, he was, the points deductions, you're talking about uh, stripping them potentially of their past, uh, their previous titles. A uh, relegation. A uh, relegation. Uh, there's been mention of outright expelling them from the league, mm-hmm. uh, transfer bans, uh, spending limits. Uh, all this technically is on the table, but what is actually going to be meted out that that's another story like depending on of course the findings and all that mm-hmm. but i think i think anything less than getting relegated honestly uh, from my opinion it's just a slap on the wrist for city mm-hmm. yeah look a, a fine is is not going to make any difference because look i mean like a 15 billion yeah you know and which they're not going to do so a fine is is no issue they they, they can handle that um what would sting them more would be i think a transfer ban or, or a spending limit because that's going to... Even a transfer ban would work because they've got a first team of world-class players. Their reserves are world-class as well. Yeah. All right, so it has it has to hit points deductions. 
I don't know, kick him out of the league. <laughs> I mean, they could they could lose. How how many points you know that you know they 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 are even but they would still be above Liverpool and Chelsea. I I how how badly will that affect them? Okay, look, a points deduction means that let's say let's say now hypothetical that they uh, impose this points deduction for this season. Mm-hmm. It means the title is out. Mm-hmm. They're, they're no longer in contention for the title. But it also means that they will not finish in the top four. Mm-hmm. Which means uh, no Champions League next season, which, well, yeah, again, missing one season of the Champions League is City. It's a make it difference. Yeah, no, but, but, but there's been talk about stripping them of, of uh, their previous titles and all that. Uh, that one, highly, unli- highly unlikely, yes. Uh, Imagine if that does happen, though. How many titles go to Man United? How many titles go to uh, Liverpool? Uh, three each. Three? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, because uh, technically if they get stripped of the title, it goes to the runner-up, right? So United finished as runners-up in 2011, uh, 2011, 2012, 2017, 2018, and 2020, 2021. So that's three titles. Does that make only a league winner? Only would become a a, a Premier League winning manager. (laughs) And Mourinho as well. Yeah, and, and Mourinho. Uh, Steven Gerrard would Steven be Gerard, yeah, yeah. A, a Premier League Brandon winning player. Brandon Rogers, yeah. But all this is, is of course, yeah, hypothetical. Yeah. Most importantly, Sergio Aguero loses his. Oh, oh right. Oh. Will we tear out his statue now? Oh, a bit too late for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like you were saying, highly unlikely because it, it, it all gets complicated when you take retrospective action like mm. this. So, okay, the second place team moves up. What happens to City? Mm-hmm. Are they moved down to second or are they third? Are they disqualified altogether? What happens to the third place team? Yeah. Okay, uh, remember the Senate, uh, the Calciopoli scandal? Yep. Okay, uh, I think Juve uh, was just stripped off the results. Right, stripped off the results. And then, if I'm not mistaken, oh, I may be mixing it up with another UV scandal, but they were sent down to the second division and were there, they had to stay there for two or three seasons, right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. but, 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 but that is... Harsh, okay, and the UV one was match fixing last. So yeah. match fixing is a little bit harsher than than Man, financial, financial chicanery. <laughs> but I think the most realistic punishment that City could get is the points getting dropped. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe uh, a points deduction for this season and next and season. next maybe yeah. So they 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 maybe start the season with like a negative like minus uh, minus. Well, that's quite a lot, but yeah, hit <laughs> the way it hurts. Now here's a thought, guys. Uh, the investigation just focused on that period, right? So who's to say they haven't been involved in more shenanigans after that? I mean, this is me putting my tinfoil hat on, right? Mm. Okay, nothing, nothing proven, nothing has been alleged so far, but maybe they should look into the deals for the financial deals for Pep Guardiola and maybe early Holland as well. I think Harland is trending because of that, right? Yeah, because of that. Uh, look, it, it's not uncommon for players to have some kind of, I don't want to call it a backdoor deal, but some kind of like a, a under-table deal or something, where the club offers them a lower salary, but a very high like a, a performance bonus. Yes. And, and then this bonus is like sort of hidden behind technicalities yeah. and, and jargon and all that. Uh, behind dummy companies, um, giving him, like, like in Mancini's case, uh, he, he had a low base salary. Yeah. And then uh, he received sponsorship money from a dummy company. I think that's what was alleged. Yeah. So, so some, basically something along the lines where the player gets to avoid 
paying too much taxes and then the club gets to you know work around these these financial uh, regulations so i look we are we're not saying that that is what city has done but you know it it is quite plausible that that is you know especially since uh, Haaland costs so much it's such a mega money deal right you will have to like if if there was wrongdoing you will have to like hide your numbers somewhere right it makes me feel that you just can't trust anything that you read even from the official sources because at the end of the day especially from the official sources <laughs> yeah they have everything to lose and gain yeah Okay, it just goes to show a lot. Uh, what was that the popular saying? Clever, clever squirrel jump. As the men fall to ground. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> exactly that. Now, um, okay, we've already touched upon these potential penalties and all of that, right? Um, do you think there should be a wider investigation into more Premier League clubs? Because, uh, let's say, right, okay, obviously this is fine. Net. Okay, uh, they have these rules... Uh, rules for doping, isn't mm. what it is financial doping? Correct. Okay, if one club is doing it, I'm sure others are doing for it. Sure, Turfy. Yeah, you don't need to hide it. Yeah, I, I think why. that's why Chelsea fans are very quiet. Why? Quiet, right? quiet right now. Yeah, they will definitely be the next in line because look, like like you said, at, at its very basic level, you know, financial fair play laws require the team to not spend more than the, 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 yeah, the, the, the earn or the profit they bring in. And and Chelsea, under the new, new ownership, has been spending left, right and centre. We're talking millions upon millions. And public about it. And I don't think Chelsea, as, as like a, a business, has been that profitable over the past few seasons, mm-hmm. right? To, to be spending all, all the kind of... And let's forget, this is just hot on the heels of these... Uh, that area still hasn't e- even recovered from the COVID lockdowns. Yeah. So seasons of no fans. Where does the money come? Where does the money come from? So yeah, maybe there is something to look into there. Mm-hmm. And maybe Newcastle as well. I'm not sure. I mean, okay, on the outside, it looks like they've been prudent. Yeah. And yeah, but we never know what's going on. Give them a couple more seasons, and then things will get will will become clearer. Yeah. Inside the covers of their financial books. Mm. Okay, I'm going to put away my tinfoil hat now. No more conspiracy theories. Um, all this per city uh, came when they failed to reduce the Premier League gap with leaders Arsenal. City lost 1-0 to Tottenham on the same weekend that the Gunners were beaten by Everton. How's that for a segue, guys? <laughs> uh, okay, so the gap between City and Arsenal now uh, remains at five points, and it could have been two. Yeah, uh, look, it was a bad weekend for the top two teams. Uh, but of the two results, I think Arsenal's loss to Everton was the more disappointing one for Mila. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, look, the, the Gunners do occasionally display vulnerabilities, weaknesses here and there. But what they also have shown is uh, fighting spirit, determination, you know. They've won matches, like every which way. They've dominated opponents and won matches. They've won matches while being mediocre. But they've also had matches where... They weren't very good, but they dug their heels in, uh, you know, went a little bit of good luck and you get the result, you know, and, and this is the hallmark of, of uh, uh, a genuine title contender, but they showed none of this uh, in, in, in the Everton defeat, though. Oh, but Everton, Everton won the game in a very, very boring fashion, but, but which is 
A win is a win. A win is a win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they 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 knew that they cannot play I mean, that dominant game against Arsenal. I mean, it doesn't matter if you if you play exciting football or you win by boring them to death. Three points is three points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you got to get you know, up to Everton, especially uh, Sean Dyke. Mm-hmm. It, it was an immediate effect. I honestly, as a neutral, I didn't think they would win. Yeah, but you know he he's a veteran. He's been through uh, you know, a few relegation battles, so he knows exactly what you know the bare minimum you need to do. Yeah, uh, yeah to kill up the kick the players off the backside. Yeah, so you know, put it down to you know new manager bounce or whatever. But yeah, they did what they needed to do. Back to uh, Arsenal. Mm. Is this a one-off blip or is this a side of things to come? I wouldn't call it a one-off blip per se because, like, like I mentioned earlier, there have been occasions where they're not very good. But it, it's just that they had luck, the better luck maybe on their side and they were able to, you know, towards the, the second half, dig themselves out of, you know, the hole they, they fell into, um, which they did not, like I said, did not do against Everton. So if they can get a little bit more of that luck, get a little bit more of that, that fighting spirit, especially towards the, you know, the, the end of matches, I think they should be okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's quite different from City because when City uh, lost, not City, they've what, lost two of their last five matches already. Yeah. They are on a little bit of a, a, a rough patch, yeah, wobble. Uh, Erling Haaland is, I don't know, you know, he fired off like a rocket and then, you know, he seems to be falling back down to earth now. Interestingly, I, I, I read a story apparently that um, Haaland is unhappy with Pep Guardiola because he wants the tactics tweaked more to suit his style of play. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the rest of the City players are not happy with Guardiola because they feel that the tactics are too accommodating towards Haaland and it's hurting their performances. So it's both sides unhappy with each other. So I don't know. Okay, uh, let's move on to Manchester United. Third place currently, they beat Crystal Palace 2-1 despite losing Casemiro to... A red card. Mm. Heart attack. Controversial circumstances, I would say. Yeah. Uh, look, his absence is going to be a huge blow. He has been one of United's top performers. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he will miss... The, they've got a double header against Leeds. Yes. And then Leicester. So these three matches, uh, he'll be out. Uh, on top of Christian Eriksen mm-hmm. being out through injury as well. So uh, United signed that, that backup guy, right? Well, what, uh, Sabitzer? Yeah, Marcel Sabitzer. Marcel Sabitzer, yeah, as backup. Thank God for that. Mm. Uh, Yeah, but even then, you know, to to be without Ericsson and without uh, Casemiro for for the next three matches, it's going to be rough. Yeah, blow. I don't know why he did that, though. I I, I really don't know. I don't know. He was not even involved directly in that clash. But, 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 when you see the VAR replay on TV, mm. it looks bad. But then when you when you look at some of the visuals from different angles... Yeah, there have been different angles yeah. that, that, that... And they were hugging it out. Huh? I, I, I understand what, 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 what happened, why he did that, what he did. From, from another angle, it shows him grabbing the collar. And still, why would you need to do that? Why would you have to get involved? Well, he is South American, so <laughs> they are hot, hot-blooded and hot-tempered. Yeah. But I was I was disappointed. I, I, I it's it's gonna be a huge loss for United not having him on for three games. Yeah. All right. Liverpool's misery season continued without losing three 0 at Wolves. Next, 
<laughs> Sorry. What was that again? Can you do my repeat, repeating that? Slowly. Uh, Liverpool's misery season continued with them losing a 3 0 at Wolves. Uh, next. <laughs> yeah, even Jurgen Klopp um, was struggling to find excuses this time. Mm-hmm. No, no four and a half hour journey for them. <laughs> I read that he didn't even see the third goal as a goal. He didn't even, that wasn't qualified to be a goal in his book. What's that about? Well, yeah, like, the, Pep and uh, Klopp have been quite heavy on the excuses, you know, this last few games. Um, but that, that speculation about Klopp is, is sort of like really starting to pick up steam. It's obvious. You know, uh, as as I I don't even his most ardent supporters before uh, they're not saying anything like against him, but they're starting to you know to quiet wow. quiet down a little bit. You know, you can tell, yeah, you can tell he's getting like really frustrated with the ownership issue yeah. and all of that. Okay, he's a company man through and through. He's the opposite of Rafa Benitez. Remember, he was moaning all the time yeah. about not being able to sign players and all of that. Okay, he uh, Klopp is the opposite. You know, he's always been. In public, mm. publicly, he's always been supporting the owners and all of that. It looks like finally the cracks are showing. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much you can do in terms of you know, like a public display of support, and especially when the results are going against you, the fans are starting to turn, uh, and it's not you know a good position for Klopp to be in right now. Right. Chelsea and Fulham had a goalless draw. Newcastle and West Ham drew one all. Brighton one one over Bournemouth. Brentford beat Southampton 3-0. And uh, Nottingham Forest beat Leeds 1-0. And Leeds have since sacked their manager, Jesse Marsh. You can see he was showing his marching orders. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> uh, a bit too late, isn't it, Leeds? I mean, you if you sacked him a bit early, you could have gotten Sean Dyche. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess there's always uh, Big Sam Allardyce. Oh, and otherwise. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, the, the, the managerial merry-go-round uh, continues. I, I read somewhere that uh, their former assistant coach, if I'm not mistaken, his name is Carlos Corberan, uh, who worked alongside Marcelo, uh, Marcelo Bielsa back in the day. Not back in the day, like, it was not too long ago that he was in charge, right? Uh, apparently, he's been considered for the job. Uh, he's at West Brom, uh, if I'm not mistaken, so... I uh, don't know if they'll release him or not. Bielsa is available. He could Bielsa could come back, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but see, but, but the trouble with, with Leeds now is they're in the bottom half of the table. And as we've mentioned on this show as well, managing a club in a relegation fight is a completely different ballgame. Uh, so not everyone has what it takes to succeed. Like, so you could say that Leeds' uh, options are quite limited at this at this moment. Yeah. Allardyce <laughs> is available. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that wraps it up for this episode of the Podball Sportscast. Uh, but before you go, I just want to end with my usual rubbish about positivity. So treat yourself with love, kindness and respect. No, it's not rubbish. I totally mean every word of it. <laughs> treat yourself with love, kindness and respect. Uh, treat others with love, kindness and respect as well. We love you, especially you, Adrian Teo. I'm Faisal Marikan. I'm Nicholas Jong. And I am Imzal Malik.